And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, colon, a Brooklyn Nets show, independently owned and operated since 20... When did we first pod? What was the KG 2012, trade? 2013. Um, we are going to talk about Cam Thomas and the Brooklyn Nets. I have one big question to ask Brian. Whoa. One, one really... It relates to Cam Thomas. Um, big, and I'm a lot of pressure. To do Hope so. I have the right answer. Coming up next on The Glue Guys. Let's get into it. Back to the glue guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. Netsdaily.com. Not the athletic. Hey, Brian. Hey, whoa. Hey, Mike. Hey, can hey, I start buddy. this off? No moral victories, Brian. No moral victories. We lost. We took some L's. I don't like this. Hey, oh, the Celtics are so good. The Bucks are so good. We should be happy we're in these games. No moral victories. Wow. Already okay? in the season, we're we're ratcheting up the expectation meter. Jacques Vaughn's on the hot seat. Trade <laughs> everyone. Fire Sean Marks. Okay. Basketball's fun, though. I will say fun. that. We're having fun out there. Isn't this way more fun than what the crap that we dealt with for Mike, don't KD even, career? The, 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 don't I know people don't want to hear about names. it. You're living in the I'm past, just, man. No, I'm not living. I'm using the, pla- the past as a reflection for to today. That's called living in the past. That's, I'm Dorian Graying myself. Is that how that book happened? Uh, that's exactly how it happened. Um, <laughs> he was talking about basketball. Was, Dorian Gray was a huge hoops head. He, in his attic, he, he had many a papa shot. Yes. And yes. that mirror. And the, read, it's not the yeah, mirror. It's a painting. It's a painting. Oh, that's, it's a painting. That's the Sorry. whole name. I must have seen like the updated. Uh, yeah. You get the reboot. Um, yeah, yeah, Mike, we're we're, um, we're gaming. We're in the games. Um, but we, again, we don't like being in the games or something. Sorry. What's the, we, we hate being in the well, games. We want I, the wins. I, we want to stack W's. Yeah. I want, I want, I want big fat W's. I want, I want to win. I want to win basketball games. I don't, you know, like your background right now is Cam Thomas. Um, Hucking. Hucking a three. Right by former great Brooklyn net Jay Crowder. Yeah. It and looks Patty like, is that, is that Ethan Hawk there in the corner of your photo? Oh, yeah. I think it is. Wow. Did you see the hilarious... That crew. Yeah. The uh, Adam Driver crew. So what we're about to was talk going... About? Yeah. So, okay. So, if, if no one's... I mean, I, I would hope everyone has seen it last night. Uh, Tommy Alter, who is the co-host of Old Man in the Three is mm-hmm. there. Tommy is like the international man of mystery. He yeah. somehow is connected to every single person. Hassan Minaj, uh, known liar, but he's... I miss this controversy. I don't know. You don't know that? Uh, he got... There's a big New Yorker article about how he allegedly lied in his stand-up, and then he did this who, whole like... First of all, who's watching Hassan Minaj's stand-up? No, but no disrespect. <laughs> a lot, Sorry, a lot, to a lot of... <laughs> 
<laughs> sorry, a lot sorry, of people, Hassan, actually, <laughs> to be honest, a lot he, of people. He, he pops off. Okay, all right. Um, I'm sleeping. It's my fault. Uh, I was about to say Jesse David Washington, because I was thinking of uh, Brooklyn Nets fan and author Jesse David Fox, who is the vulture comedy critic or comedy editor who also is the host of a good one podcast and who will be on the show because he has a new book called comedy book. But what is, um, what is uh, <laughs> um, Denzel Washington's son's name? Son, John David Washington, yeah, John David, not Jesse David Washington. And then he was in black Klansman with Adam driver. Adam driver was there in Jordan's black Jordan's all black. Then next to Eric Andre, and they were holding hands. Mm. And then there was someone else next to Eric Andre. Mm. Quite a what crew. A crew. <clears throat> Quite a crew. I love it. I yeah. freaking love That's just, the Nets energy that we new, just like in a collective weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the Nets. Yeah, no, I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm angry. Uh, I want a W. I want big fat Ws. I want this team to declare itself for who they are, who I think they are. I think that this team will be competitive all year. I talked to you, Brian Egan, on the phone. Okay? I called you up. Yeah, you I did. dialed your number. I don't people don't know this. I don't save numbers on my phone. I dial everyone's number from memory. Okay. Okay? That's the lesson I do to myself. I'm fighting Alzheimer's keep, one yeah, battle. I was gonna say time. keep the Alzheimer's at bay. That's good. And I said to you, this team is not a team that gets blown out. It won't be a team that gets like the thirty point loss. They'll be they'll be I one have or no two. memory of this conversation. I'm gonna have it Speaking about Alzheimer's, I don't. I don't remember you saying that at all. Maybe I dreamt it. <laughs> it's possible. Um, they are competitive. I want them to yeah. get one of these big fat wins. They play the Clippers tomorrow, and then they play what the Celtics again. The lowly Clippers off a humiliating loss in MSG. What did you see in that Bucks game? I mean, you were streaming. You're the dirty stream. People. I mean, people are in there. People are. It's ha- we're having on fun. the ride, with guys. You. We are having fun uh, this season on Twitch.tv slash the Brian Egan. Get there via Discord.gg slash Glue Guys. Just plugging, plugging away, Mike. That's what we do. Um, but we're having a hoot. We're yeah. I mean, I don't know what. What did we? What? How did we run out of steam again? Um, you know, in back to back games. Um, not in back to back games. I mean, the, I mean the um, the Celtics game on the second half of a back to back. Being in there until seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter felt like a little bit of a, um, but like glad to be here kind of kind of situation more so than the Bucks game. Bucks are kind of a weird team this season. I think, I mean, dare I say, the fit for with Damian Lillard has been a little bit, a little bit hinky. Can I say a little? Yeah. I mean, is it yeah, they're gonna no, figure sure. it out? Um, but I feel well, like I there's. Think, I, think I mean, it's a classic like, Celtics thing though to to land the the true gem of the the whole fallout of that in, in Drew Holiday. Um, because obviously that's working out, and the Damian Lillard thing is a little weird. God, there the Celtics lineup is just yeah, star- like the Drew Holiday is so much better than Marcus Smart. I, I mean, I, I was a Marcus Smart fan, but Drew Holiday is the apex version of what Marcus Smart could be, right? Yeah. Um, and Chris Stapps is just kind of like like we could use Chris Stapps Porzingis a little bit, right? He he would be a guy for us as as your. Third slash fourth option, um, with two other really good options at least. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty sick. It looks pretty cool. It, but it, this this goes back to the moral victory part. Should I'm gonna ask you? Should the Nets feel good that they were close but lost? I, I feel like that was true of the Celtics game more so. I'm, I'm breaking them out. I'm not just gonna throw you know all the L's into one big L bucket, Mike. Let's sure. let's invoke a little nuance here. Um, let's summon it even. Um, 
some of the nuance. Yes, because the, oh. the, the the Bucks game, the Bucks game oh, that's was the name. That's the name of the worst metal band. <laughs> some of the nuance. Yeah, or maybe the best. Or maybe it's like a metal band. Yeah, yeah. it's really like a really to the details yeah. into the musicality of metal. Yeah, that's some music theory, guys. Um, but yeah, the Bucks game felt a little bit more winnable just because it's early in the season. They still haven't kind of locked in that identity. Um, Giannis, up to his old tricks again. He is, I get so ass mad watching Giannis. Oh I, get, I mean, on stream, it's even it's even better because people know how to trigger me with that um, in the chat. So he is infuriating to watch and continues to be. Um, and but, Thanasis then, the, the shots yeah. of Thanasis. Thanasis is my least favorite person in the NBA. More like, though, my least favorite number. He, he puts the, the Nepo ass. baby Thanasis Antetokounmpo. Here's my joke. You just you did you had to say that. My joke was going to be he puts the ass in Thanasis. Has anyone ever said that before? That sounds like a good thing though. Is that a okay. is that like a, okay. a positive? Okay, Mike. Like, he's got <laughs> sure. that. He's got, the, he's got that Kyle Lowry on him. Okay. I mean, like he's he's ass at basketball, but take oh, it there. Okay, okay. I, I mean, <clears throat> it, the Bucks are so annoying. But though this game was. It was the least annoying Bucks game for the Nets recently. I think because Drew Holiday wasn't there, Damian Lillard was not very good. The role players around Giannis and I guess Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton did not scare me beyond obviously beyond Damian Lillard, but Damian Lillard didn't play well. Pat Connaughton still or Connaughton, I still I don't know why I say Connaughton. I think it's Connaughton. You say Patty um, Connaughton. That's what you Patty Connaughton. Say. Yeah. Um he uh he still made like one great like rebound and put back that like was a big difference in the game at, at the end of the game. It's I just, mean, dude, we were one Dorian Finney Smith breakaway take the Dorian take the great. godforsaken shot uh, away from from being right in this game. I mean, it was it was truly close. And <sighs> well, you know, what, this, what, this goes back you, into Mike. Do you think Mike? Do you think that the Nets need a closer this season? That's gonna be. <laughs> that's gonna. There's so much of that. <laughs> I have a question for you, Brian. Do they? Yeah. No, yeah. actually, Cam Thomas is probably their, like should be their closer. It's just yeah, very... of course. It's just he's he's still he's still you know he's got a lot of growing to do in that position. It's a lot of responsibility for for a guy who's only just now been given truly the green light. Uh, and we were talking about this last night, <clears throat> like why does it feel that Cam Thomas's green light is is different this season? And it's because I think. And I'd have to look at this. I don't have the stats to back this up. And please, somebody who actually knows how to do this kind of thing, um, join the Discord and then and then pass along these stats. But I think that <laughs> it's not not much to ask. Um, I think that Cam Thomas is getting into his offense faster. I think that's really truly the only difference. Like it used to be, like like even in last night in the Celtics game, there are a couple of vestiges from seasons past where he kind of pounds the air out of the ball and it takes him like. 14 seconds to get into his offense and the optics of that of a guy who's just has no intention of doing any playmaking plus holding on to the ball with any level of inactivity just feels like the audience just the optics of that feel so bad um whereas this season he's getting into that action almost instantly and but for the few possessions where he's still kind of um you know, evolving out of that part of his game. But I feel like literally that's the only thing that's different. Like everything else is like, he's not, he's, you know, kind of falling out of bed into two to three assists per game, just because like he's playing enough basketball, uh, enough minutes and has the basketball in his hands. Um, but it's not fundamentally different. It's just faster. That's my opinion. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get you those specific stats. I mean, like I haven't done the deep dive into uh, like the, I mean, the, obviously his usage rate, 
he's at 30.5%. That's not what you're asking for, but he's shooting. So that that's a, that's a healthy chunk. Lonnie Walker's number two and Mikhail Bridges, which all tracks. If you've been watching it, I do have a Lonnie Walker question for you. I think it's very, what you said about the fact that he's getting into it faster, because ultimately any time in the past when he was on the KD Kyrie, blah, blah, blah teams, which I won't bring up. No one wants to hear me talk about it. Blah, blah, blah. I won't ever bring up their names again. He, he was always like a, an appetizer, right? A very interesting, maybe some bang, bang shrimp. Maybe it's maybe the best part of the meal is the appetizer, but we, we weren't really giving it it's time to, to do so, to, to be the best part of the meal. Um, did any of that make sense? Yeah, kind of, kind of. Um, I think I know what you mean. But now not, he's the main course. Here's he's the thing, like, though. I, what I'm trying yeah. to say is that we're like wolfing down the appetite. Like I, I want to like eat the appetizer incredibly fast, which I already do. Um, yeah, that's 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 the yeah, the negative in my remark there. Yeah. I mean, the he he like we have to give him all the credit in the world. Like I have the big question I had for you that I teased in the open. Who is the Nets' best player? Like honestly, like can we be honest for a minute? <laughs> Who is their best player? Is I like because I love Mikhail Bridges and like I, I'm sure like analytically and long term, it's always going to be Cam, uh, not Cam Thomas. Well, that that's the thing I'm talking about. It's going to be Mikhail Bridges because Bridges is just like a monster defensively at times. He still is a 20 point per game scorer, still efficient, good vibes, all the things that he is. He can play with anyone, right? Like the good thing about Bridges is that he will be able to play with anyone that the Nets bring into the roster and Cam Thomas won't. But if um, I'm looking at like right now, right in this moment, I'm not talking long term. I mean, like it's undeniably Cam Thomas. And this is coming from a guy who was anti Cam Thomas. Yes. Brian. I, dude, I'm going to say, I don't know that it's undeniably. I mean, I'm just going to like the amount of responsibility that Cam Thomas is, has wrested away from these other semi-veterans on this team. I mean, the difference between 21 points per game and 28 points per game with not a whole lot other difference statistically. I know there's a whole defensive element to the game that, which by the way, Cam isn't like, doesn't project to be a bad defender, I don't think, or like a notably bad. I haven't, I I probably should have done my homework and, and looked this up, but um, at least optically doesn't seem to be like a bad defensive presence. I will say, I think that's latency. Like, I think he's going to get attacked a heck of a lot more coming up. But yes. Sure. But I think it's it's non-trivial, that extra seven points per game. I mean, 28 points per game, if that's where we're at for the season, and I don't have any reason to think that, it, that it's not going to be, is kind of, it's, I know it's crazy to say. Um, but like, let, let's call it, I mean, let's call it 25 just to be safe. I don't know. Is that, where do you actually think his points per game is going to end up this season for Camp oh Thomas? God, that's like the hardest question. Yeah. Because cause there is a reality where like, he goes on a five-game streak where he shoots 20% from the field. And because he offers so little from rebounding assists and ultimately, like, defense, he's not going to be a positive defensively, at least as of now, that, like, you could just drop him from the rotation. But, bro, can I can I blow your mind? He averages one Please. less rebound and one less assist than Mikhail Bridges. Like, it's – like, Mikhail Bridges is not Mr. Philip the stat sheet, you know, in a unilateral way. Well, he and that, that that I will say that that's part of Mikhail's problem overall too, as like the superstardom level, is that he, I mean, he's he's still in this. I I have a whole point about like people should not be disappointed in Mikhail Bridges, and I had it even before this Bucks game. And this Bucks game, he like looked like a dude again, which was awesome to see. We just have to 
give ourselves the grace of God to <laughs> to okay. accept into our hearts what Cam Thomas is doing. And like, you know, I struggle with this. <laughs> hey, I, sometimes I don't practice what I preach. Uh, but A hypocrite. Yeah, some people have called me that. <laughs> yeah. My wife certainly has many, Whoa. many times. And right. deservedly so. Interesting. Um, uh, the he is playing at an absurd level. Here are just the basic statistics, and I think it's important to read them just to remind people what is happening. Twenty nine points per game, four rebounds, two point four assists. I would say two, but two point four sounds better. Forty eight percent from the field, thirty three percent from three. How many of those are open shots? Probably three. 84% from the free throw line. Effective field goal percentage, 54%. His PER, PER is a stat from the athletic zone, John Hollinger, that is skewed towards rebounding bigs, 22.7. That's a very tidy, nice number. 15 is average PER. He's 22.7. By offering not much on rebounding and assists, though, as you say, four rebounds, nothing to scoff at. He's a dude. So you asked me what would be his his points per game by the end of the season. Like who who is he? Who who are we getting? Is he going to be a guy who's in the rotation for the whole year, leading the team in scoring, and is this one of the very big surprises in the NBA? Because if he's leading the Nets in scoring, above Bridges and Cam Johnson, and there's like decent guys on the team. He's going to be one of the. I mean, he's going to be the NBA, the NBA's most improved player. And I don't know how it would be debatable. Scotty Barnes is the only guy. I don't know if you've seen what Scotty Barnes has been doing. No. I don't know if you have him in fantasy. He's been a monster. Yeah. An absolute beast. Okay. Um, look it up. Look it up. 29 points per game. <laughs> let me ask That's, you this, Mike. Let me ask yes, you. Let me, let me do this with you. Do you think we're one Cam Johnson and one Nick Claxton away from winning that Bucks game? Like, in terms of the composition yes. of this team is that that's that puts us over the top and like we're we're now what competitive with this that class of eastern conference teams i mean is that what we're trying to say here right now mike <laughs> <laughs> i for sure i mean i would i guess i'm down on cam johnson just because i haven't seen it in a while like he wasn't that good for team usa he played one game for us he had like one good preseason game and then one bad one for sure um at least that, that was my memory. Claxton makes such a difference in this game, in the Celtics game, because because like we are so weak on the interior without Claxton and Claxton on his switches. The it, the weird thing to me is that I don't want to get too I don't want to go too far deep in the Ben Simmons discussion right now, but the uh, Ben has been helpful. Because his rebounding has helped this team significantly. Because without obviously Claxton, not that Claxton's like a beast rebounder, but like we, Ben will get rebounds over a lot of other players on this team. Claxton would have just have helped a bunch, and I'm I'm open to Cam Johnson helping because, like, he's a good player. Like we just haven't seen it in a minute. But are we competitive with those teams? Like like. Like, like I'm, ta- I'm talking night in night out. Is that what we're saying? Because it's it seems like that's what we're saying. Like we we deserve to be. Like not just in the games with with Celtics and Bucks down two starters, but like we want to stack W's on these teams. That's what we're saying. I don't know. I'm worried we're getting we're we're, we're 
we're going to have a bad time if we go down this road is, is sort of my concern. It's not, it's what, fun. What road, where do you think the road ends? The road ends at like being really frustrated at our sub 500 team. That's, that's the, that's the road I'm worried about. Whereas I want to be happy about having a close to 500 team, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. It's, I think, I think yeah. we can walk down the same road, but just look at it differently. Okay. Can we, do you think we can? Like, can we can we both agree that if Cam Johnson and Nick Claxton are playing and are healthy, that this team could be competitive with pretty much anyone except for like Denver? Um, but we will probably still lose those games in the end. Do, do you know what the Celtics' point differential is right now? Fourteen point five positive. Mm. That's a that's a hefty margin. It's pretty, it's pretty hefty. And we looked good against them. And this is not a moral victory. <laughs> Please. This is a moral victory. Yeah, I just yeah. almost veered yeah. into moral victory lane. And I'm veering back into reality. Okay. The, I, I, I will say this. The Nets are a team that will be competitive all year because there will be no reason to tank. They have a lot of professional NBA players. People make fun of me because I grew up a Wizards fan. Watch the Wizards. That team is an embarrassment to the NBA. Okay, They have some guys who are okay, but the rest of that team is dog trash. Mm-hmm. Dog Doggy water, trash. As, as the kids say. Have you ever heard that, dog water? No, what is that? <clears throat> it's sort of like just dog-ass dog trash, but they, they say, you're dog water at like Fortnite. You know? I love it. I'm into it. I'm, I'm Hey, fellow kids. Um, I'm hip. The, well, I've never actually. I, we're saying dog trash, like that's like that's a normal thing to say, and it's yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> dog poo. Yeah, nice. but yeah, I know people listen to this in the car with their children. Yeah. Um, are you are you really afraid that we're that people are getting their hopes up? Um. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I I I don't want this the season to devolve into like oh man, if we only had a closer, and then like have that be um, reason to do something stupid. Not that like anyone cares or like that that would like message would matriculate upward to a decision maker who's like, all right, Nets Twitter, time to get you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever Mike Smeltz wants today. Um, DeMar, DeMar, DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine. Um, Stop talking about DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> but um, well, let me look at DeMar's stats real quick. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, they're so good. Put your pants back on, Mike. Don't put, put your oh pants back on. Oh my God. Um, 46%. Yeah, I, and I just think it's a matter of. Um, He's basically Cam Thomas, by the way, but just, not as good. It's just a matter <laughs> of expectation setting. And I just want to make sure that we continue to have fun with this because I could tell I was, I was feeling my competitive fires burning last night just because I also. I hate the Bucks specifically, um, but but I was like, I feel like I just feel like we could win this. I want this W, and it's starting to creep in. Those expect I'm just trying to make sure that we, you know, reality check each other, you know, as we go on throughout this season, because there might be times where we're, we're you know, if, look, if we beat the Clippers tomorrow night, um, and then who do we play against? We Celtics, Boston. <laughs> we play Boston. <laughs> I mean, on Friday. If we go, if we yeah. So look, there it is. We went one and three against like a bunch of potentially good teams. I mean, if we well, we have to beat the Clippers. If, we have to beat the Clippers first, and that's again part of my hypothetical. But it could be an own four, and then we have to really like do the reality check thing. Let me ask you this: pivoting away from from that conversation, how have you felt about Ron Sharp this season? Are you enjoying your Ron Sharp minutes? I. I'm intrigued, but I, I, he's just not my kind of center. Um, he's transformed. He's a transformed body. I'm, he's no longer my, uh, like the, he's just the, the source of, you know, you, you fixate on certain players. I'm not fixating on Ron this season. I'm yeah, going with Ron, with by the way. That's my, that's my Ronnie? evolved, just Ron. Ron? Yeah. Uh, 
I Ryan. would do. All right, so you're feeling better about him uh, by your lack of fixation. Uh, he, your lack I, of I, fetish, I feel, fetishization. <laughs> I'm, I'm stopped fetishizing. Yeah, I, and that's when I, I just have to like. I'm just we're just going through the ranks of the players right now. So this is kind of a loosey goosey conversation, and I'm just throwing stuff out to you. Well, we and, do need to do a draft. Did we do a preseason draft of the players? I don't know. No, I I'm glad we, we, we didn't because I would have I would not have taken Cam Thomas and. He's Ooh, unequivocally no. a, a one or a two on this team right now. But yeah. Day Day, happy birthday. Belated happy birthday, Day Day. My issue with it, like, so I... Do you know all birth- the players' birthday? What is this? They make, they, they, well, every time it's someone's birthday, they tweet about it okay. on Instagram. All right. Sarah Kustak talks about it. Okay. And I listen to Sarah. Sure. Um, not, not, not a big birthday guy. I always find that like, strange. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Anyways, <laughs> that, that everyone's going. Anyways, sorry, um, not to be that. Sorry, God, I'll stop I that. I I recognize Dayron Sharp's improvement this year. He is shooting sixty nine percent from the field, 69. which for a guy who who was a fumbling, bumbling, couldn't catch man, a ball. Yeah, and his his thirty 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 diet that he went through the process of the thirty grams of protein. 30 minutes after you wake up. And like, are you selling this pr- this product? What is <laughs> well, we don't have ads now, so I got to like do like in free, in, free ads for, I gotta, yeah, for I gotta diets. Yeah, I got to pull in sponsor. <laughs> okay, um, I, I think the team itself via Jock Vaughn doesn't have the most faith in Dayron because in this stretch of when Nick Claxton is out, if they love Dayron, he'd be playing more. And he's he's ultimately he's filling in the minutes when Ben Simmons is out. Not that Ben Simmons is playing the five because it's actually it's Dorian, Dorian Finney-Smith who's been very important to this team this year. Mm-hmm. And at the trade deadline, we'll fetch a very nice trade package for your Brooklyn Nets, um, which is like trust me, the thing I am most excited about whenever Royce O'Neal has a good game or Dorian Finney-Smith is like, oh, my God, the protected first-round picks coming our way, baby. The protected – if OG Ananobi is five first-round picks, Dorian Finney-Smith is at least one. I'm thrilled by that. I I made a joke on – kind of a joke on Twitter that people absolutely dumped me for. Someone tweeted out that James Wiseman, the former – what was he? The number one or number two overall pick from the – Golden State Warriors, who's in Detroit right now, his season so far, DMP, 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 six minutes, DMP, DMP. And I was like, Brooklyn? You know, asking, is he, should he come here? I kind of, I would rather have a tall, lanky, athletically gifted center who may not exactly know what to do, but will at least protect the rim on a a rare occasion than Dayron, who, again, I like Dayron. I just he is cannot protect the rim. He does not have rim protection ability. He's mm-hmm. not tall enough, not athletic enough. Am, do I should I feel bad about that? Do you think he can change that? I don't know. It's not. I mean, what is he averaging? Point six blocks a game. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have a I have a thought. Please do. It's really a, a challenge disguised as a thought. A challenge to Nets Nation, to Nets Twitter, to Glue Nation, even um, the entire Glue Nation. No, because like here's my thing. We've we've um, tried to be um, I don't know nuanced. You know, back to summoning the nuance um, about some of the nuance <laughs> about Jacques about Jacques Vaughn. Um, I will say though, if if there is one um, avenue to to criticize him, 
And I think we should be open to all these avenues, you know, open them up. Um, open borders. Yep. Open the borders. Um, that our team defense, for whatever reason, our offense is like a top 10 offense. Again, early early season kind of data points, maybe a little bit perilous, but um, offense does not seem to be the problem. Why is it that our team of elite wing defenders is having such a hard time actually having a cohesive um, defense this season? And I've looked at the stats before everyone says, well, Nick Claxton's injured. He only played one game. Our interior defense, mind you, seven games or however many we've played through the season, is right in the middle of the pack. Right in the middle of the pack. It's 15th overall interior defense. Opponents are not necessarily crushing us there. They're also middle of the pack for three-point opponents, three-point percentage. Not necessarily crushing us from from the three-point line either. Why is it that our defensive rating is in the bottom quintile, Mike? What is happening here? Yeah, I mean, it. I, you, you expected so much more. And there are flashes of when I see Dorian Finney-Smith, like, guarding Jason Tatum. I'm like, that's a, that's a thing. It happens. It feels – it's not an embarrassment. Um, can I just say it really is – Nick Claxton means so much more. <laughs> I know you didn't – he means so much more than just interior defense. He is the best switching big man in the NBA. Statistically mm. proven. And so when Nicky Clax switches on to anyone – they are absolutely buried. And you put him wow. next to DFS and Bridges. Cam Johnson's not a bad defender, and he hasn't played this year. And Ben Simmons. And then you. And then what happens to your offensive rating, Mike? That's that? rating tanks. And that's what mm-hmm. – I'm resisting the conversation about Ben Simmons. <laughs> because, listen, he's, okay. his, his rebounding has been great. I don't, I don't just say that because I see the numbers are being – like, I, he has – be, he is a good rebounder. He he gets rebounds over dudes. Okay. What? I'm, just, I'm trying to find positives here. Yeah, I know. He has, he, and it's, he has it's, seven uh, assists. It's conspicuously game. trying to find positives. It's that's what it looks but, like. But here here is what I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. You've seen Unbreakable, right? Yeah. There's M Night Shyamalan. Of course, movie. sure. Yeah. Is so not. This is not the question. This is the setup to the question. Okay, Cam Thomas is Bruce Willis, and Ben is Sam Jackson. They are the okay. polar opposites of each other, right? They okay. Cam Cam is is an absolute killer. Cam, pure confidence, and Ben Simmons just refuses to shoot the ball. I have a theory that Cam Thomas is maybe actually the the worst thing that has happened to Ben Simmons. Okay, because interesting. To start the season, Ben was being aggressive. He was attacking the hoop. He was trying to score. Now, he was inactive against Boston, and then he only played – he played 33 minutes, but only shot the ball three times against Milwaukee. So this is extreme recency bias. But the problem I see from Ben is that the reason why he doesn't shoot jumpers or threes or drive to the hoop is because he's doing this weird uh, – I don't want to say weird. He's doing this unique mental math every time he has the ball thinking that he has said this before, not this exact way he said it, but he says, I don't shoot threes because it's not the best thing for the team. He said that in Philly way back. I think the way he plays basketball is he thinks, what is the best thing for the team? Not the best thing for Benji Simmons. <laughs> and this is a bad thing. We're saying this, this promise. This is, is a bad, bad thing because yeah. he is so, he is so on the side of, I'm going to just drive a little bit. If it's not there, I'm going to pass the ball. There's no of like, like Cam Thomas doesn't, 
view scoring in that way. Cam Thomas is like, I'm going to get my shot. It doesn't matter that, like, sure, I'm 18 feet from the hoop and there's 12 guys around me. I'm going to get my shot. And he scores. And he's uniquely gifted to do so. There are many scores in the NBA who know if I get to my spot, I get my shot. Ben Simmons is completely of like, I will probably miss, so I might as well pass. I think Cam Thomas, follow me here, I'm almost done. I, I'm with you. I'm falling 100%. Because Cam Thomas is so electric of a scorer, when Ben Simmons plays with him, Ben Simmons is like, I should never shoot while I play with Cam Thomas because there's no point because Cam is always going to be a better option than me at shooting the ball. I I believe that this is Ben Simmons' thought process. Now, is that bad for the Nets? It's not <laughs> because Cam Thomas is so ascendant, and Ben Simmons is like probably a lost cause regardless well, as a scorer. Yeah, and this is what I'm going to say. If you're going to be deferential to Cam Thomas of all people, like no no disrespect, like he's going to be deferential to like every NBA team has some version of a of a scorer. So like if it's like I just can't I just can't play my game around other people who want to score the basket, it's you are um you're priming yourself for a bit of a disaster. I don't think it's any I, I know you didn't I don't think it's that he can't play his game. It's not like he's like I can't be me. It's that he literally is like I think in his head thinking I'm yeah. not the best option right I, now. I'm not. I'm not arguing that part of it. I'm just arguing that the tether, like that the unbreakable tether, is Camp Thomas specifically. Like he's something unique. Whereas I think Ben Simmons is going to bring that relationship to literally any team he goes to. Um, you know, almost truly, literally well, every team. Well, like unbreakable, Sam Jackson perpetrated a lot of disasters to try to find his his op. So he ruined a lot of different situations. And, Brought a lot of lives down. Did you watch this recently? I don't remember the plot of this as well as you do. It seems uh, like it either stuck with you. I literally read Wikipedia yesterday. <laughs> okay. You did your the Wikipedia reading thing um, yeah. for plots? Well, do you actually, have you seen it? <laughs> have you seen I've any seen movies? Unbreak- I saw yeah. Unbreakable when it was in the theaters, <laughs> and I don't think I've whoa. seen it since. Put down put down that street cred. Um, um, dude, w- Wikipedia movie plots are way more entertaining than most movies. Like the plot of oh, Unbreakable is so more entertaining than Unbreakable. I would I would rather read it. Interesting. Rather, Cliff notes. I guess yeah. I'm a man of literature. Unlike you, you're you need your you need your screens. I need, Brian. I'm a, a baby brained idiot, and I need moving pictures. I need I need sounds, loud sounds. The louder the better. Um, um, can I ask you something? Yeah. Cam Thomas is good. Mikhail Bridges is good. This team is good. It's not great, but it's good. Okay. I'm not going to bring up DeMar DeRozan. Okay. I think because of Cam Thomas's ascendance. Are you, you're going to tell me to trade for somebody, aren't you? Is that what you're, this is what you're about to do? I don't think it's out of the realm oh, of possibility Lord. that they should trade for a, a dude. Oh, like a, a third option, like a legit guy, not a guy Kobe or Towns. dude. Hold on. Are we talking guys or dudes? I'm talking, I'm talking a dude, not a guy. Yeah. All um, right. A dude we, is we got, a guy. We have plenty of guys. We don't have that many dudes. We need a dude. I don't. Okay. I don't. I, I don't want to trade for more dudes. I don't. I have PTSD from all the dudes that we had. And I want no, not guys. those dudes. We're going to talk about different dudes. We're talking about better dudes, dudes as a category. I'm over dudes. I want guys. I like guys. You just like glue <laughs> guys. Hey, Mike. Nice. Um, I like guys. Yeah. I want guys right now. And, and I don't, I, if dudes want to come in free agency, fine. 
come on over. That's great. And this is my policy from you here on. You just said if dudes want to come. I know. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. You know what you said? It's I like, did. It. I was trying like, to. Dude, no, but I, it's. No, no, no. Wait. You're not getting it, though. Oh, my Lord. It's like. That was the high wire act I was doing the whole time, Mike. And you only just now got it. This no, is. Do you, do you this understand? This is depressing to me that my, my comedic because. partner is so, <laughs> is so slow on the uptake. Um. Because, like, the funny thing is, like, talking about ejaculate is it is good. Funny. It is inherently Usually, like, most circumstances. I'm not saying every circumstance, but most circumstances. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I just you get realized, what I'm saying, though. I just realized that Google Calendar, at least for my corporate account, tells you how many meetings a week you have. And I have, a, I guess, a, a, startlingly, a startlingly low number. And it's I'm afraid that that's getting sent to my bosses. So I'm going to start adding meetings to my calendar. You know what I'm saying? So do you need to do that now, Mike? Is that what you're trying to say? Is we should <laughs> stop? We've, we've done near 40 minutes. Is that we should probably go? Let's wrap it up. Well, what if, I, I, we, I we got to the the ejaculation joke, but um, <laughs> what we need to the only thing that I went on to fight to you about is let's just please press the pause button on the trade talk just briefly. My little boy heart can't handle it anymore, and I just want to I just want to love this team. You know, in an earnest no, way. For the first time I, I won't talk about trades. You're gonna hurt me. You're gonna hurt my body. I won't. I why won't you, but Mike, why are you trying to hurt me? Oh my god, Mike! <laughs> <laughs> I love that face. Yeah. That, that whole that whole yeah. vibe was perfect. Yeah. Um, no, I won't talk about trades. But like, think about what the Nets could get for Cam Thomas right now. I just want to put that. Jeez, oh, what yeah. could they get for him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you're did a, you're a menace. You are a menace to society. You know what you're doing. If I was the Spurs, I would be calling Cam. I'd be getting us Cam Thomas, Cam and Wemby together. <laughs> 12, that's like twelve NBA right, championships. We've, we've descended. We we got dumb by the end here. Let's get let's get out of here. Let's save some face. Let's close this down. And there's going to be a game tomorrow night. Wait, and then we're potty again I, Thursday. First thing Thursday, Mike. I do want to read you one thing. Just one thing, okay? okay. Please. Um, have you heard about Nick Claxton's injury? I've heard of it, yeah. So it says, this is what Jacques Vaughn says. I'll wait and I'll sit back. And when Nick is ready mentally and physically capable and ready to perform, then he'll be back on the court. Is uh, He's apparently day-to-day Nick Claxton. What does that mean? Are we supposed to read into that as like, uh, Nick Claxton doesn't want to play basketball right now? <laughs> is that what's happening? It seems like just Jacques Vaughn just hammering a bunch of platitudes about a guy who's injured. He's like, I don't know. He's injured. What, he's, I'm just going to leave it to him. He's injured. Okay. Yeah. Fair take. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Twitter or X at BK Glue Guys. <clears throat> Got to be in the Discord. I mean, I'm telling you, Brian's best self oh. is the stream. The stream is, is more than just wa- like watching the game. It's, it's a community. There's interactive moments. Sometimes Brian plays horror video games, which... I like watching. Do you do? Oh, I didn't think you would. That's fun. Except there's not much happening in that game. That game, you just kind of walk around. It's it's not a great game. Um, But yeah, hey, Mike, that's really sweet of you to say. Um, We we were having a good time. So yeah, hop on over. Twitch.tv slash TheBrianEgan and uh, Discord.gg slash GlueGuys. Mike, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks. Okay, bye everybody. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.